More breaking news now in Fulton County, Georgia, and a star witness there. Attorneys are inside a courtroom as we speak, fighting it out over whether Mark Meadows should be tried in state or federal court. The evidentiary hearing also has the look and feel of a Trump trial preview, minus the red lights of cameras, of course, including, as I said, the former White House chief of staff. He's there. He is sitting in the witness chair. He is answering questions under penalty of perjury. I want to get right to Sarah Murray to give us a sense of what's happening in that courtroom right now. Well, Dana, this is remarkable for a number of reasons. I mean, one of them is Mark Meadows has kept such a low profile during these various criminal investigations into Donald Trump. Of course, now they're co-defendants in this case that's going on in Georgia. The other is it's a risky strategy to take a criminal defendant and to put them under oath, even if it's something like an evidentiary hearing. And what we are seeing, you know, according to our colleagues who are in the courtroom who are sending us these updates, is Mark Meadows under oath giving this pretty significant recounting of what happened happened in the aftermath of the 2020 election and his tenure as White House Chief of Staff. You know, he's talking to the court. He's saying these were challenging times, bluntly, referring to his White House tenure. He said, I would get invited to almost every meeting that the president had. Uh, he's also up for cross-examination from the prosecutor. So the prosecutors are asking him, you know, when you were joining these calls after the election with Donald Trump, with his private personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, what was the federal function of that? What was your a White House duty in that. And he said he was a schedule manager, he was a timekeeper for the former president, that there's a federal interest in making sure elections are secure. And this is what Meadows has to argue. He has to argue that what transpired in the wake of the 2020 election was somehow related to his official duties as White House chief of staff. And what's not clear is how much longer this is going to go on, because we know that the district attorney has lined up a number of witnesses that she may call, including Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. Sarah, a lot happening down there. Thanks for keeping us up to speed on it. Uh, Shan Wu and Kerry Cordero are back with us and joining the discussion is former DeKalb County District Attorney J. Tom Morgan. I'll start with you because you are in Georgia, uh, J. Tom. What do you make of the arguments that Mark Meadows is making on the stand right now? As we know, as Sarah said, these, these are the, the key um, questions that he wants the judge to answer in the affirmative. And the question is whether or not uh, the, he should be tried in a, state, in a state court rather than a federal court because he was doing the job on a federal level as the chief of staff to the president of the United States. Dana, just because you receive a federal paycheck doesn't mean that everything you do comes under the guidelines of your job description as a federal official. Uh, what Mr. Meadows was doing was helping the president and others to overturn the Georgia election. And that's what the DA is going to argue. You're exactly right. It's a calculated risk to put a defendant uh, on the stand at eating time, certainly during pretrial motions. And usually the calculation goes against the defendant. I'm absolutely amazed that he is taking the stand. You are. So if he were your, um, if he were your client, you wouldn't have done it? Again, it's a calculated risk. There, it seems like there were other ways that you could get this evidence out without putting the defendant on the witness stand. Uh, as a former prosecutor, I would be chomping at the bit for the opportunity to cross-examine Mr. Meadows, though. Shan Wu, do you, well, let me just actually put on the screen just because 
there's a lot going on today, uh, about what Meadows and his attorneys are trying to show during this hearing that's happening right now. They're trying to show, as we mentioned, that he was acting as an officer of the United States, meaning the federal government. His conduct was related to actions under color of such office, and he has colorable federal defense. Can you put that in English, please? <laughs> well, what he needs to show there is that um, he wants to say that everything I did was within my job description as chief of staff. That's the plain English way <laughs> mm -hmm. of doing it. And the counter to that, of course, is that this is totally outside your job description. You don't have any role in the elections, that's at the states, and you certainly can't be trying to pressure people or coming up with schemes to overturn something that's no longer being challenged in the courts. So that's what he's really running up against here. Carrie, I was talking to Jamie Raskin, a member of Congress from Maryland. He happened to be uh, the lead uh, impeachment manager on January 6th. He also is a constitutional scholar. Mm -hmm. And here's what he said about Mark Meadows and what he's trying to do here. I mean, just think about a federal official or employee who engages in a bank robbery or a murder. Obviously, the state would get to prosecute them. After uh, four years of packing the courts with um, Federalist Society bloggers, uh, someone like Mark Meadows is going to feel a lot more comfortable in federal court. They're trying to flee from it as quickly as possible to get into the warmer climate of the federal judiciary, which they have worked so hard to gerrymander. Is that the answer to why? The why is he trying to change, juris change jurisdictions? I think there's other reasons as well. Um, another reason potentially is that it gives him an opportunity to sever his case from the trial of the other defendants. And why is that And important? so that would allow him and the case, the prosecutors would have to focus just on him specifically and the counts against him. It doesn't have the, uh, the appearance and sort of the practical impact of sitting at trial with a whole bunch of other defendants who have been charged with a wide range of crimes. So his attorneys have obviously assessed that it's in his interest both to be in federal court um, because they potentially think that federal defenses that he might have would be uh, better considered there, but also I think because he would be on his own. And uh, Jay, Tom, what, you sort of alluded to this about the fact that anything can happen when you have uh, a client on the stand. One of the things that he is being asked about, according to our reporters in the courtroom right now, is about Trump's interest in election fraud after the 2020 election. Uh, and he described being flooded with outreach. Meadows described being flooded with outreach about potential fraud in 2020. Sometimes he said he had to keep certain people away from Trump in the post-election period. One of my jobs was trying to be gatekeeper. That was more than a little challenging with President Trump. As I said, it's going to be an amazing examination and cross-examination. Uh, I hope the judge does not reel in either side when the questions really start flowing toward Mr. Meadows. It reminds me of something I learned a long time ago. There are two ways a fish gets caught in a criminal case. He opens his mouth or he's swimming with the wrong school of fish. As alluded to earlier, Mr. Meadows wants to get away from the pack, uh, but I am, uh, as a, an attorney, amazed that they're allowing him to testify. You sure know how to turn a phrase. Thank you so much for that and for your insight, all of you. 